We're live, sir. Hey, buddy. How are you today? I am uh, doing well, you know, <clears throat> digging out because I haven't gotten any work done for the last three days. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's the way it goes, it man. That's the way the cookie crumbles, huh? Yeah, at least at least your wife's feeling better. She is. She's doing better. We're at home. She's on, you know, lots of antibiotics and other stuff. And, uh, you know, we're uh, everyone's happy. The wife, the mother in law is in a. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. Physical therapy uh, spot. We had a little issue yesterday getting her moved over there, and she's okay now. And, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, we're we're rolling. What's the – she did a knee, is that right, or was it a hip? Knee replacement, and she's going to have to get the other one replaced, you know, sometime. We're going to go through this all over again, so. Yeah, you know, his buddy of mine, like, I don't know, it's like 10 years ago, former – IDF, Israeli Defense Force paratrooper. And he was like 50, but, you know, those knees go with all those jumps. And yeah, and um, he went in and did double knee replacement at the same time. And that oh, guy was shit. in the gym two days afterwards working Jesus. out with staples in him and stuff. Christ. I was like, yeah, I'm like, how do you do that? I, I guess, nuts. you know, you have to be in tremendous shape first. But, you know, I'm kind of like... I'm trying to save those for when I'm in my seventies, you know, <laughs> Dude, that, well, my mother-in-law's in her eighties. So, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I like the parts replacements. I mean, I, I think that's going to be part of what that whole idea of people living a lot longer is going to be. We're just going to keep yeah. being able to replace everything eventually. You know, you'll be an entire, um, an entirely new body. It's like, uh, it's that old thing about like when people are rebuilding cars, you know, is it, is it still mm -hmm. the same car if you've replaced over 50% of the parts, you know? So anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, let's see what else. Well, heck, what the hell? I mean, everything's been pumping while you were gone, buddy. Well, I you know, you I guess I should, stay, I should stay off of it. But here's the interesting thing. Let me, uh, I got, uh, got the old chart loaded up here. Let me. Uh, Good. I'm dying <laughs> for Sean's presentation tomorrow. Well, right. look, I think actually. Sean's going to just have been right. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Because if you look at it, I mean, you know, there was that other line uh, right over there. The 24 or whatever? Yeah, the, you know, the 24, uh, what is it, 24,488, you know, popped a little bit yeah. over it. But now it dropped uh, 2 or 3% in the last uh, hour or so. Um, when you go on to the daily, you can see, you know, it tried to climb up over, but it's still within the range of the wicks on the last time on the resistance. And, you know, it's coming back down. And I, yeah. look, I, 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 I frankly think there's guys out there saying, let me pump in and see how many more people I can get in before I, uh, let this thing drop, you know? So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what Sean has been saying the last couple of weeks. You're right. Um, you know, it has to go convincingly through that, if I'm not mistaken. And, well, and he and wants then, to he wants to see it. You know, at least at the end on Sunday night after the weekly closes, he wants yeah. to see it over this. You know, and I would say he probably wants to see it. He wants to see it in 26 range something uh, before he thinks yeah. it's, it's flipped on his on on the bear. So it's really interesting. Yeah, the only thing I was thinking about was. You know, I mean, there is a narrative building up about these uh, debt limit discussions um, yeah. in the U.S. And, you know, if you want to see something that would drive a ton of people into crypto, it would certainly be the U.S. defaulting or technical default on 
yeah. payment obligation. Yeah. Because that would take the total, the A++ risk-free paper and all of a sudden knock it down a few pegs. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to happen, but you know, that is something that could drive a narrative. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> Niblet says Oscar Goldman made me want neat replacement parts. He said the oldies in the crowd might get the reference. That's a bionic man reference, but I don't know what oh, I, don't, I, yeah. I don't remember the circumstance of it, but he was uh, Steve. He was Steve Austin's handler. He oh, was the, okay. the older okay. guy. Remember? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. $6 million man or whatever that $6 show was. Million dollar yeah. Man. yeah. 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 That was, a I guess nowadays ball. it'd be the $6 billion man. <laughs> $6 million, That's like a Starbucks coffee, right? Actually, no, I think it'd be the $600,000 man. Cause of all the parts replacements we have, oh, yeah. now, it's much cheaper. Much cheaper. Yeah. They don't have to be no bionics required. Yeah. And Niblet says, yep. The handler. That's hilarious, <laughs> dude. The shit that people remember. I would not have pulled that name out. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, I was looking at it and it was, you know, I would have never remembered that name until he posted it. Yeah. 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 The, he says the $100 billion man. All right. There you go. Um, anyway, you were saying narrative around uh, debt. Yeah, you're debt right. Limits. Look, yeah. Look, I mean, if. Uh, I mean, that's what everybody, I mean, that's not everybody, that's what everybody in crypto, I think. Uh, I don't want to say wants, but I think that that's could be a giant catalyst. Yeah, you know whether it happens or not. Chinese knock. <laughs> Sean says Chinese knockoff knee joints for Mima. Yeah, it's Omi in our house, and uh, she's uh, yeah. She, she they had to the doctor had to told her they had like a custom one you can get that's like custom made for your knee, but he he wouldn't he didn't want to do it with her. He's like because if it does if there's something wrong with it when I get in there we got nothing else to put in you. You know, so he's like, I'd rather use the standard one. And, and then I know if I need to replace it, I can grab another size. So well, what is that like kind of a decentralized TikTok app store note or something like that? <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure Chuck's 3D printing them for her too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Chuck, you can start 3D printing knees for people. That's good. I like that. I mm. like that. That's a, that's a good biz. That's a good biz. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, I mean, we'll see if um, we'll see if the uh, the new uh, House majority decides uh, whether they're going to honor the debts of the United States government um, since we've already spent the money. Yeah, it's already appropriated. I think that it, what we're talking this is talking about, um, like, like you said, paying what's already been purchased i guess or paying yep. for what's already been purchased yep. it's not like a but you know i'll tell you what you know i saw some numbers over the plus i mean so i'm still in dc but i saw some stuff the last couple of days and i was like you know these um budget deficits going forward and you know it's like two trillion a year or something like that it's like you know nobody's even effing around on that and you know i don't know where the cuts would come from um but you know, it's definitely something that has to be figured out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I look, I mean, <clears throat> we, we've spent a lot of money over the last, uh, 10 years, years, seven years. Yeah. 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 He, he said seditionists probably won't have a problem defaulting on debts. Same goal, different method. Yeah. Well, and I will tell you, I think you're right, Joe. 
like if we have a major financial crisis of that proportion, um, we're very we're we're very likely to see uh, Bitcoin become a, a an interesting new place for people to uh, park. Yeah, hedge some risk. I mean, particularly, you know, I think Sean put that chart up, the crypto quant one. He's put it up a couple of times on institutional holdings. And, you know, yeah. I have to be honest. I did not realize how much. I mean, I remember the grayscale effect because we were always trading it. You know, everybody's talking about it. But I didn't realize how much of that rise in the first half of 21 was fueled by just grayscale buying Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty I, astounding. I was shocked when I saw that institutional number and then how nobody has sold. And other than you see that, as he pointed out, that little slope going down, which is the 2% management fee. Right. But, you know, you didn't see big spikes around whatever Tesla did or whatever MicroStrategy did. Um, you just saw that one. Now, I don't know. Maybe those aren't counted as institutional. I'm not sure. But, I mean, they're definitely big entities. Yeah. That kind of surprised me, though, to see all the institutional in there and how much of it was driven by Grayscale, which makes me think that, um, you know, this type of an event would definitely not only bring in institutional, but it would bring in retail, too, that, that has been missing for a while on the Bitcoin side. I think it's all right. playing over here with us on DeFi. But, you know, it's... If we look at that as driving everything, you know, it could be an interesting year. Very. It, it, it's shit's going to get real interesting no matter which way we go. So mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. So did you see that news on um, New Hampshire? <laughs> yeah. I saw, oh, let me open that. I've got that tab open. So, um, yeah, I, I saw this. I didn't read um, into the depths of it. I saw another headline that said... Um, what they're doing was uh, a legal frame. Well, this says it's a legal framework for blockchain and crypto businesses in the state, providing clarity and certainty to entrepreneurs and regulators while avoiding the onerous and largely pointless special rules regulator as and members of Congress want to impose on the industry. The proposed rules would also protect consumers, depositors, investors, which all sounds well and good. And then you have a headline like New Hampshire could become an alternative for whoops for crypto firms moving to the Bahamas. But here's the thing. I mean, it's like. You know, you, it's one thing to have a state that has safe haven like Wyoming and, and, and now I guess New Hampshire, but at the end of the day, you still gotta, if Gary Gensler comes knocking on the fucking door, you're fucked anyway. Well, yeah, but I mean, they can knock on the door in the Bahamas too. Right, you know, right. Like but it's a little more, diff I mean, there's a little more um, difficulty in, in getting to you if everything is structured outside. Yeah. Right? Right. And so, you know, you put up at least a little bit of a barrier to, to, to them. But in this case, yeah. New Hampshire, it's great. Live free or die, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, though, that they never elect libertarians. It's, it's like it's like this place full of libertarians, but they don't actually get elected. I think because it's a big half of it is like Vermont -y kind of, you well, know. And libertarians don't vote. So, yeah. Oh, that's true. Good point. Yeah. You know, I did see another thing real quick on Wyoming that they just passed a, some law just came out of their legislature today that made it, I guess, that you don't have to compel your private keys in a court proceeding. So oh. they're trying to, like, shield, put one more layer on there. And of course, you know, federal su supremacy over states' rights on these issues is probably paramount. But still, it's another layer of, you know, um, defense. That's amazing. So yeah. it essentially, you know, it's kind of like a lot of the offshore 
entities where they have to file big bonds and then the, by law they got to give you a 72 hour head start to um i guess respond which i think yeah. means move get <laughs> so the fuck like, out yeah so i have a feeling um that's book what that Wyoming's plastic trying surgeon. To set up. yeah and get the hell out of here or get another another account at the same bank you know yeah exactly um, so i think it's just another thing where wyoming you know wyoming has a lot of unique structures um and it is you know these western states they really do you know um you know cater to that kind of like rancher lifestyle or rancher philosophy that you know stay the fuck away basically and yeah. you know or 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 we'll fight back and so you know of course these are all billionaires in jackson hole and places like that it's not you know john dutton on the yellowstone but still it's uh it's it's <laughs> It's a, it's still, it's an interesting thing. And I, uh, I think it just gives people, you know, it's like those South Dakota, uh, dynasty trusts or whatever, where, you know, you know, you could basically set those up and nobody could crack into those, you know, and they're, right. for, they're forever, you know? And so you look at what happens in those States, like, you know, who's the governor there and, you know, how do they move those laws through and how do they make it legal? You know, it's, again, it's, you know, a bunch of, you know, super rich, you know, piggybacking on that, you know, libertarian mentality, but still it shows that, you know, you can operate and at least have some protections. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I haven't absolutely. heard about this. I haven't seen that one. What was that What's tornado that? one? So <clears throat> the, they've held this guy without charges now for how, how long, how long has he been held without charges? Is he in, he's in the Netherlands, right? Dutch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, I can't remember how long he's been in there. They say he's guilty of money laundering, but I don't think they actually charged him. Anyway, the articles that um, they finally got access to his um, his laptop. Laptop. Um, and that's, I guess, you know, they probably, part of that was the pressure to that they're keeping him. I don't know if they took his passwords or if they hacked into it or what. But they basically the article says <clears throat> they're trying to prove that he was benefiting financially by steering the protocol and steering what happened on the protocol and that he was basically controlling everything. And so he was guilty of money laundering because he actually was facilitating it, I guess. Um, I, you know, I don't know, but, um, um, and it's, it's interesting that they're now in his computer trying to figure out, if they can prove that or not. What's really interesting here is, uh, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I would always have assumed that, um, that personal freedoms in, in the Netherlands would have been more protected. The fact that they can keep a person in jail for this long without formally charging them and not even have the evidence they need to prove their assumption to me is just astounding. It's like, um, you know, we have plenty of fucked up shit in our justice system here, but if, if you're not charged, you don't have to stay in jail here. You know, you don't get to, you, you don't get to hold somebody in prison um, while you're fishing for fucking evidence. You know, you, you, you hold them in prison because you have evidence, you have a charge that you can make against them. So um, anyway, it, 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 to yeah. me, it's just astounding that, that, um, well, the, that they're doing probably, this. Yeah, look, um, you know, if 
like in the U.S., if they if there's a fear of flight, then they can hold you, you know, as long as they want until you know, not as long as they want. If you got good lawyers, it'll eventually get to a judge. But I think what they're going for here is the terrorism stuff, you know, with this North Korean missile program. Um, that that's probably what they're using to justify and and you know, he probably has a couple of passports. But but yeah, it is puzzling to me. Um, that you know, I mean, they they really went after this protocol. And, well, look, take away his know. passports. Don't give him computer access. Wear an ankle monitor. I mean, you know, it's not like the guy was bombing shit. You know, it, 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 it's and and if you think that's the case, then charge them. You know. Yeah, there was something else about. It is apparent from the first scan that the suspect still has wallets in various places and nodes. So it's probably something about you know. It'll become clearer in the short term, I think, because the next one down. But it's the same thing like with SBF and FTX. You know, they went in and took away his VPN access the other day because he streamed the Super yeah. Bowl or something. <laughs> and uh, and I guess he, you know, he they already kicked, you know, he got in trouble for using Signal. And I guess they said he was messaging potential witnesses. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, pulling you know, a Trump. that's just, you know, that's just crazy. They're going to fry you for that kind of stuff. You know, where if he just shuts up and sits there and waits and plays it out and see how it ends up and cuts a deal, you know, he's probably going to not be spanked that hard. But, you know, when you start, like, defying judges' orders or sneaking around stuff, then they get worried. And then, you know, then they want to stick it to you. You know, you can't really thumb your nose. He he probably so. says, if Trump can do it, why can't I do it? Yeah. So. But, you know, those are the kind of things, if you're in there, if you're in the grips of, you know, I guess, enforcement people, you know, it's kind of a good idea to start playing nice at that point. <laughs> I think I would as well. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean you got to like give yourself up. It just means, you know, make them prove everything, but people like and work it through your lawyers. Exactly. You know, don't like break the rules exactly. um, on comms and things, but you know, it is what it is. At it this is point. what it is. Um, Matic has been pumping, um, and this was interesting to see. Siemens issued a fully compliant $60 million on-chain bond, reducing costs and need for reconciliation, removing intermediaries, and they did it themselves. The Polygon Labs was not involved in any way in them doing it. That, to me, is a really powerful sign for Polygon. Polygon's pumping, Maddox's been pumping. Um, but yeah. that that to me is pretty fucking amazing. Um Yeah. Well disintermediates all the investment banks. Yep. I mean, you're just doing them in house. So look, that pretty much gets you at the lowest level of, you know, securities laws too. So, you know, I mean, you're not marketing it. You obviously already have buyers. Yeah. So, you know, you're probably going to existing investors in Siemens or to you know, the institutional guys in Siemens, or you're going to the banks that are financing you. I mean, that, that you're right. This is kind of a game changer Yeah. because now, you know, you don't have to make all the representations and everything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you could do your own restructuring. Now, I, I, I'm pretty blown away that they're, that they're doing this. And, you know, this to me goes back to making the case that what you just said you're eliminating the intermediaries. You're eliminating middlemen. It's what we talk about all the time about mm -hmm. pushing crypto to push for finance to all move to blockchain and crypto tokens because then you get transparency. You get 
the validity of the transactions on the chain. <clears throat> um, to me, it's um, it's a pretty powerful, pretty powerful thing. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited to see this. I'm excited for Polygon, um, and again, this doesn't happen unless Polygon has proven themselves with other enterprises, right? Siemens doesn't yeah. go. Siemens doesn't go. Oh, let, let's just pick this layer two. Let's just pick you know Polygon, right? They picked Polygon because Starbucks, Coca Cola, whatever, all of the other fuckers have lined up to do deals with them. They said, oh. Well, if they do this with Polygon, we'll do it. So the biz dev has implications beyond the deals you've already done. It has implications for future deals, but also has implications for people saying, what's the safest place I can build this? What's going to be cheapest, fastest, and what's the chain or the team I can trust to put something like this on? And, uh, you know, it's fantastic. It's really, it's really amazing. Yeah. So look at that. That's the name Hulk Alfhauser Lump Private Bank or whatever. That <laughs> looks like they're the ones organizing it. So that's probably one of their. Um, well, it's private bank, of course. So yeah, they're probably bringing in a lot of high net worth, obviously, people into that deal. And and it looks like that. I didn't know about this legislation in I Germany. Didn't. You know the D seven platform, but. EWPG legislation for digitally native electronic securities that they passed in mid 2021. Yeah. So, but so far they've been on private blockchains and this is the first one that's been on a public blockchain, evidently. Let's see. Yeah. The last paragraph for first large corporates issue digitally native bonds and public blockchain, although there have been many more on private blockchains. So that would probably be, you know, the, the ones that are doing all the securitizing uh, different. Oh, well, there we go. Main right. public ones have been by. Wait, did I say that backwards then? Hulk, but anyhow, it's good Hulk, stuff. Sir, Lampe, private bank might not be the first bank you consider for tokenized securities. Its digital asset unit is headed by Simon Seiter, who led Deutsche Borsche's digital assets unit for two years until September 2021. Hmm, that's cool. So they're going to get a lot of oh, oh, wait. Somebody's Siemens in with used, JP Morgan. Yeah. Siemens okay. used blockchain for bank guarantees in 2018 and more recently partnered with JP Morgan's Onyx unit for blockchain based payments. We are proud to be one of the first German companies to successfully issued a blockchain based bond. This makes Siemens a pioneer in the ongoing development of digital solutions for the capital and securities market. That's this yeah. is the kinds of things that kind of happen quietly. And then boom, and more people go, oh, and now, you know, the guys at Siemens will be talking to some other German company that needs to do it. And they're going to be like, hey, we saved a fucking fortune. You know what I mean? We've got this platform. Yeah. We're using it. Makes it simple, simple and quick to do. Bam. There you go. So really impressive. Well, you know, really when, you see all the, when you see all the general FUD in the space, you know, about, you know, whether I'm going to say tornado cash is FUD, but let's just say it's all the doom and the gloom. And then you hear all the doom and gloom and like, you know, say retail crypto because always remember everyone that all this big stuff's going on behind the scenes i mean we don't even really know what jp morgan's onyx network is doing yep and exactly. i would guarantee it's doing some giant stuff yeah um but you know they don't talk about it that's right and so you know so that's why sec doesn't talk about it you know yep. they're just like well they know that they can fight back number one yeah <laughs> and you know Number two, it's that, you know, they don't want to be buzzing about about it. But you see how blockchain is being, you know, absorbed in the biggest financial institutions in the world, yep. you know, as well as the biggest industrial conglomerates. 
Exactly. And, you know, that's good for us too. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, I mean, the more big folks start taking on and uh, embracing the technology, the more it becomes more commonplace and the more accepting others are of it. And, you know, it just kind of leads into, well, we're using this for securing and storing bonds. Why not for transferring funds? Right. Why not for whatever else they may think of to do? So that just kind of keeps pushing it, you know, to the next level. And yeah. um, it, to me, it's uh, it's that's really big news. It's good shit. Good shit. Yeah. You know, it's funny because they, um, you know, I was talking to some folks. I'm just trying to why my headset's bouncing on off. The deep yeah. state. Joe was talking, had, had some deep state meetings this this week. Yeah, I think my headset might be dying here. So let me just go. Can you guys hear me still? Yep. Yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah, less, but I can hear you fine. I mean, but it's not as good. The sound isn't as good. Uh, yeah, they must be hearing me talking about them. <laughs> yeah, you're you're getting um, interrupted. <laughs> no, but I... Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Now, they... um. No, so, you know, I'm talking, I was, you know, talking about some decentralized stuff and, you know, kind of edgy stuff. And I'm like, you know, this is what's going to get absorbed up eventually. So you guys buy the banks and stuff. So you need to understand it. And and then I threw out, I knew one of them was looking for a mortgage. So I threw out a bunch of stuff on, you know, tokenizing that. I need to have the $64 trillion market. And, you know, it's like, nobody's even thinking about that stuff. I mean, the first thing they always want to ask me about is, it's trying to explain Bitcoin to him or something. And I'm just like, like, really, man, come on. It's like a two hour thing. And then you're like, but you don't even know about all this trillion dollars of activity that's going on over here. That's right under your nose. <laughs> you know? like, but you know, that just shows you that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's getting absorbed no matter what. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's, which is, is good for everybody. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. No, look, I, I'm glad to see this shit. I think that's fantastic. Um, so, uh, some on-chain analysts, uh, have discovered that waves, the waves team was dumping its, uh, stable coin, uh, to try to top up the bridge of its decks and buy back debt that accumulated in its, uh, virus lending platform. Um, I'm not sure who did the analysis. I was trying to see that earlier and I forgot to go back to it. Uh, la, 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 la. Well, they're not saying who did the blockchain data. That's not the best reporting. Mm. Um, but anyway, basically saying that the Waves people were were you know dumping their stablecoin so they could get some cash to cover other shit. Um, I personally, uh, as much as potential as I thought it had about a year ago or so ago, um, I haven't I'm not doing anything over there, and I'm certainly not going to start now. So, so is the implication that they were. Um, like looting the till rug pulling, or is it? No, that they were no. I think they had control over that USDN, and they were just dumping it because they needed to shore up liquidity on the bridge and needed to uh, buy back debt uh, on their lending platform because they hit a liquidity crisis with their lending platform. They lost uh, five hundred million in user funds that were lent on the protocol. Uh, crypto analyst told Protoss that sales of USDN to top up the WavesDex bridge slowed down as the USDN price crashed. Claims come after WavesDex users were unable to withdraw USDT or USDC from the exchange. 
The Waves Dex Ethereum bridge revealed it was depleted of all its USDC and USDT worth 31.5 million and 58 million respectively. At the time, Protos was unable to confirm if the Waves Dex was using Binance to store and trade the crypto deposited on it. So, it, look, I mean, it sounds like they needed to try to shore up the peg. They wanted to shore up their solve their lending crisis. Don't know all the details beyond what's in this brief piece, but um, you know the fact that they're dumping their own shit isn't a good sign. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there you go. There you go. Oh, well, make sure to go buy a big bag of that soon, right? <laughs> uh, biggest movers, Matt. We already kind of hit this. Hits ten month high as uh, Avax extends recent gains. So Polygon. I don't know where it is today. This was from. Where's this article hey. from? Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you. Speaking of AVAX, you know that this is the topic that we were all discussing in the um, Mission DeFi DeFi Lunch uh, Telegram channel about you know the the one about you know no tokens just operating on gas fees. Yep. I was thinking, wouldn't that run really well on an Avalanche subnet? Yeah, sure. No, you could do that on a subnet. Absolutely, absolutely. By the way, uh, Maddox up to dollar forty two today. That nice. Part, yeah, it's pumping. It's pumping. Uh, actually, and I did a thread. Uh, I did a thread on the tokenless thing, Joe. Uh, and yeah. I posted a link to it in the group. But basically, I you know I I don't think this is the be all and end all of of solving problems. But I think that um, pushing a narrative and an ethos of of not having a token unless it's a critical piece of the functioning of your protocol is a smart move. Um, and I think in the community, we can start pushing for that. The other thing I said is, you know, look, what if Canto not only gave you CSR for, uh, gave you the 20% for not charging fees, but maybe they bumped it up five or 10% if you didn't have a token, right? And mm-hmm. so you got a bonus uh, allocation of the CSR. I mean, that that's, those are tokens that are getting burned anyway, right? You don't want to inflate the supply too much, but it's certainly... Um, I, I certainly can see a ton of value and create an ecosystem around, look, you don't need a token, don't don't create a token. Create revenue from contract secured revenue and grow it. And look, I, I think other people are, Phantom's doing a form of, of gas-based revenue. Um, Arbitrum is copying the Canto model. So I think, you know, I think there's some potential there. Um, yeah. I wanted to just kind of start the discussion on Twitter as well. So. Well, what it made me think about was, I mean, you know, aside from like dependency issues and things, what I thought was really interesting is, you know, then it has to be people that are building their own protocol on their own to launch, to get it to a launch or whatever starts generating gas fees. So then you start thinking about, okay, that's either independence or that's VC money. And then I started thinking about, well, wait, you know, think the Y Combinator model. Think about, I think I just saw yesterday, A16Z finished their cohort of cohort of crypto startups yesterday, the day before. And they had like, 8,000 applicants, and I think they picked 16. Right. So, you know, I started thinking that, okay, you do something like on Avalanche in a subnet and contain it there and do it like a Y Combinator incubator. Yeah. And, and then it makes sense um, in a lot of ways. It helps grow that concept. So Absolutely. I think it, you're right. I think there is a, a play for that, um, particularly in this market. Yeah, look, I just think it's a better – 
it's a better ethos. And I listed out all the potential benefits in the Telegram. By the way, um, if you're not in our Telegram, t.me forward slash Mission DeFi, lots of juicy conversations going on there, not just the things that Joe and I are talking about right now. You got Sean in there uh, and Shizzy debating bull to bear. You got uh, people posting a ton of projects that they're interested in and uh, think have potential. Um, but, you know, also join in and, and these discussions, nothing... Nothing I pontificate about or Joe pontificates about is um, uh, is uh, investment is advice. Yeah, or not investment advice, nor is it def yeah. necessarily the right way. It's it's the idea is to stoke ideas. And Chuck says, yeah, <laughs> Chuck posts a quote from Benjamin Franklin: "The only good token is a utility token." <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. That's very good, Chuck. I love it. I love it. That's funny. Uh, anyway, so I, I would encourage everybody to come participate in the conversation. I also did another thread on um, uh, on politics and um, what I think we should do politically. And it was spurred by uh, founder of Masari, uh, Ryan Selkis, who's known as Two-Bit Idiot on um, Twitter. Um, he posted a, an emotional thread of three or four tweets talking about how pissed he is at the Biden administration and he had voted for them and now he's only going to vote for Republicans and this is the year to make crypto a deciding factor in the presidential elections and and I just kind of said look you know one of the other things he talked about was we you know 20% of Americans own crypto we could have a chance to do it and I was just basically saying well no um, crypto is not going to be a deciding factor in the presidential elections in 2024. I don't care if you spend a billion dollars advertising, not going to happen. Uh, number two, 20% uh, of people owning crypto, I would guarantee you that at least 90% and probably more, 99.999% of those people that bought crypto have no fucking clue what crypto is. Um, they don't know what its function is. They don't know what its value is. They don't know what it can do. They have no idea how it functions. They were speculating and people said, go buy fucking Bitcoin on Coinbase and they did. Or go buy Doge or buy you know, Shiba or whatever. So that was the main point was to address those things. And then I, I made the point that I always make and I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. But the the point is this. The only way crypto... Well, the other factor was that... Uh, in, in terms of elections and 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 crypto getting ahead, libertarians suck. Um, so you know that's just the reality because they don't want to participate because they think it's all fucking corrupt. Well, at the same time, that means that they don't participate, and that means then things don't change. So anyway, the the, the way I I summarized and said I think the the only way we have a chance of having an impact is participating in the primaries in the House of Representatives um, because we won't garner enough money to impact a general election in any of those elections, maybe a, a, a rural house election, but for the most part, no. And almost all elections in the United States are decided in the primaries, um, in, in, in the house. And you, you know, that's usually where these things get decided. So if you can run pro crypto candidates and or support pro crypto candidates and have an impact on much smaller, much less costly elections in the primaries, you can then show that you are a force and that you aren't messing around and that you are actually going to impact incumbents or people that are running. And you have a carrot and a stick capability. You have the stick, which says, if you vote against us or go against us, we're going to take you out by helping your opponents. 
in the primaries. And if you support us and you're on our team, we're going to raise money for you. And so that's really the bottom line for me is we, we have to be smart about what we're capable of doing. And, you know, thinking that somehow we're going to sway the presidential election with crypto arguments is just bullshit. And, and even in the primaries, you wouldn't run, uh, your super PAC would not be running ads pro or anti-crypto, pro-crypto. Your super PAC would be running ads that will harm the person you're trying to beat. Your, your goal is not to try to persuade people that crypto is a savior because we're not there yet. The only way crypto could have an impact on the presidential election is a major financial crisis in the, in the United States of the world. So anyway, that's my yeah. Yeah, it's a sound of a bit. Um, I don't know what the right word is, but yeah, you're. There's so many other issues out there. Yeah. To like the you know the 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 regular old populace, and I don't think crypto's in the top five. <laughs> no. You know, Americans are not going to decide the president of the United States based on their affiliation with crypto. It is not happening. Yeah. We're a good 15 years from that, barring again uh, a financial crisis, and only if there was a massive, massive PR effort by folks in this space to actually make people understand the importance of it. Um, well, yeah, because think about it. If you went and said the same thing about gold, hell, if you said the same thing about equities, you know, nobody cares. No. Most of the people that are voting don't have any of that. So, people don't you know. know how their money works. You got a huge educational problem first. Before you even get to fucking crypto, you have to let them know how the system works before they even think, they don't think there's a problem. So if they don't think there's a problem, you, you, most people don't even understand how inflation impacts them except for the price of you know, milk and gasoline. But they don't understand why inflation happens. They don't understand the purpose of it. They don't understand how the Fed works. They don't understand how money gets created. They don't understand any of that. You can't convince them on crypto until you do that. And, and that's a big mountain climb. Yeah. Well, think about two things. One, well, first of all, I say the only thing they do understand is they look at their paycheck and see all that money going out to FICA and everything else. And they're like, yep. what the hell is that? And then um, second, I was thinking of the dot-com era, you know, in the, the Bush-Gore election was at 2000. I don't remember anything mentioned about dot-com. No. At all as an no. issue. Yeah. And no. that was booming then. Yeah, so uh, exactly. and it was in all the news. So and they didn't even, nobody even remotely talked about that. That's right. So yeah, right. I agree with yeah. you hundred percent. Excellent. Uh, let's see if we got anything else, Joe. I think you sent uh, this Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi launches $2 billion fund to accelerate the yep. growth of web three startups. Oh, 2 billion fucking dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty a lot amazing. of startups. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unless, well, you know, but we need 1 billion for our startup. So there you only we got go. a billion left. Well, we can start. Doing, we can start with a quarter of a billion. We can start. Well, we want that. Like we got a three hundred year runway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Hub seventy one plus digital assets ecosystem will back companies focusing on blockchain technologies. Uh, Abu Dhabi's tech ecosystem has started a two billion dollar initiative to back Web three and blockchain technology startups in the region. Also, we'll get access to a wide range of programs and potential corporate government investment partners. The program will support businesses relocating to Abu Dhabi and promote startup growth in the Mideast and global markets. The initiative will be based at Hub 71. Uh, Fabric, the research and development hub of the first Abu Dhabi bank, is the anchor partner of the initiative, which also includes crypto exchanges and service providers. Um, gay people need not apply. Yeah, there's some particular rules that... Um... 
you know, cultural rules there. So make sure you know what those are uh, before you even attempt to do it. Um, the other thing I was going to say is I remember doing some stuff with like Adia and Amar years ago. And, um, you know, these groups are, I mean, I'm sure Adia is sitting on a couple of trillion these days, but they were like right around a trillion back then. And, um, you know, they just have enormous amounts of money. But look, these aren't the kind of places where you just show up and get something funded. I mean, you got to work it. You got to go through, you know, different layers of bureaucracy, you know, usually different families. And, you know, you have to work it. It's not a, you know, a New York style game where you show up and pitch and you're out of there or you're in there in like, you know, a minute. This is like, go make relationships, make friends, you know, play the local game. It's going to be a lot of agency fees involved. You know, the standard fee is 10% over there. Um, but, you know, you find those guys, they're usually related to the decision maker. Right. And so, you know, you just have to expect to cut in people on those those scenarios. But, <laughs> you know, it's a long game. You yeah. know, you don't just show up fast. But I'm telling you, if you have good ideas and, you know, you want to live there, um, you know, there's not really – I'm trying to think. I would take it definitely over Hong Kong these days. And I don't know if I'd take it over London, but, you know, um, it's in the middle of everything, which is cool. Yeah. And, you know, once you're in there, then, you know, it's, it's easy flights to every market around there. I mean, that's right. Um, you know, so it's something to think about and all that money, I mean, 2 billion and there's no rules. So that's hey, a good thing know, to remember. I, hmm? What the fuck did I do? <sighs> I had open. Remember the other day we had, uh, what was his name? Dylan, Darren, I guess Darren. Darren. Oh yeah, B and B Greenfield. Yeah, Dylan. Yeah, I had a site up that he told me to load. I was gonna go through some of B and B based DeFi projects. Uh, it was like uh, it was like a product hunt for for B and B projects, and now I can't find the friggin' tab. What the fuck? Hmm. It's fucked up. Hold on, let me see if I can do a little search here. Was it the one around the chain which lists the, like all Dat the Bay. here products? it is. Here it is. Yeah. Cafe. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, no, that's here it is. Oh, it's actually from B&B &B chain. So, um, uh, you know, we're kind of running short on time today, but I think maybe a uh, Monday, uh, maybe you and I can go through a few of these projects over the weekend. I'll send you a link to it. And yeah, actually, please. you know what? I'm going to post it in the group telegram there you and go. I'll create a and b group. And I'd love it. If you're listening to this, go into the telegram, click the link and, um, Pick a project that's listed over here in, you know, maybe the, the top trending ones. They've got the top TVL growth, top performing tokens. But pick one and tell us in the Telegram channel which one you're going to look at. And then come back and tell us what you think of it. You know, give us a little summary. What do you think? What does it do? Is it worth shit? You know, because I have no idea what's going on B&B &B these days. The only thing I know yeah. about is fucking PancakeSwap and... Uh, somebody at some point threw me some tokens off another project uh, as an advisor, but um, I I would definitely um, I, I would think that would be fun. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask everybody go on the Telegram. I'm gonna post the link. There'll be a new B and B channel. Go in there, pick one, post which one you're gonna look at, and then come back and give us a little summary. And then we'll quote you guys uh, on the show. Take a look at the site uh, on Monday. Does that sound good, Joe? I love that idea. Let's crowdsource some analysis and research here. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, speaking of analysis and research, I got to tell you people, uh, I signed up for uh, a lifetime membership to Nick Dracon's um, uh, Ravello Intel, and mm -hmm. it is unfucking believable. 
just the amount of shit, the Discord channels, the conversations, absolutely fantastic. Um, I would highly encourage if you're so inclined to at least, I mean, they have a free level, um, but, uh, you know, at least take a look because the, the products in this thing are unbelievable. The research they've done, the summaries, they've do historical timelines of tons of projects. They're adding Canto uh, to the grouping. It's just, it's fantastic. It's ravelointel.com. And, um, oh, I'm not logged in at the moment, but it is, um, it's a really powerful platform. And their Discord channel is almost as powerful as the research that they offer it, uh, offer in the system. So hmm. uh, I would encourage everybody to take a look. Nick's done a great job building that out. Uh, and the research is top notch uh, in there. So if you're looking for a place to find deep dives into products, uh, platforms on this in the space, I would encourage you to take a look at uh, Ravello Intel. Yeah, I should have put that. I was looking for those analytics companies and I forgot about these guys. Yeah, I should have put them is, on my list. This, oh, they don't have like a, an on-chain data dish, dashboard, but they have a ton of like, they do full-blown analysis on, on a lot of these protocols. So. Oh, so they're doing like case studies on each one. Oh, that's exactly. cool. Yeah, yeah. Or like a research report. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they have notes on, and and they also do summaries of like every podcast YouTube channel that's serious in the DeFi space. And they do breakdowns of projects. Uh, they have the Discord. Uh, oh, and, and people that sign up can get uh, limited edition uh, NFTs that will incur that will entitle you to some other shit that they're going to launch. Hmm. So. Hey, I also saw something. I think it was, I don't remember who, re I think Shizzy retweeted it, but you know, a lot of talk about Lens Protocol and their pending airdrop. Um, I don't know what you had to do to, I'm hoping you just had to do stuff on Aave, but I'm probably not going to, it's probably not going to be Have you that, signed up for, have you set up, are you, are you set up on Lens? No. Oh, I'm dude, not. get in there. I will, I will. Um, and then of course, Arby, you know, that one's pending big time too. So um, I think it's good. I think we're just, you know, I mean, I'm psyched to hear Sean's analysis tomorrow, but I don't know, man. It's like, when shit starts, when it's been bad so long, you remember this stuff just turns on a dime. So, well, let's see. Sean, Sean has, uh, Sean this morning said at 10 a.m. Eastern time said, by the way, there is some bullishness here with respect to the bear market structure. So it's not all bear eyes from me, but that's structural and not near term price. He said, Shizzy, Shizzy and Sean are going back and forth because Shizzy wants to I love bull, their dialogue, bull. yeah. Yeah. Sean, Shizzy said, I want you to be a bull so bad. Ha ha. Respect the pump. Exclamation point. And Shizzy, uh, Sean said, ha ha. I am now technically a metric fuck ton short here. I want to be a bull. I want to join Team Lambo, but I don't want to be exit liquidity or whale food. Anyway, let the tape print and we'll go through my veins in extreme detail, my views in extreme detail tomorrow. So need no need for anyone to order sleeping pills. That's awesome. That's great. Looking forward to having him on to talk about it. Yeah, that's always a good show. Definitely. definitely. I like that. Absolutely. All right, dude, you want to wrap it up? I think that's about it. All right. I can't think of I anything posted, else today. I created the BNB channel in the group. I posted uh, the link to Bay. I'll do a quick summary of the thing we're doing. Um, mm -hmm. But everybody get in there, look for BNB, and then um, pick one and let us know what you think about it. Let's see if we get anybody to do any work, Joe. I think we have a pretty ambitious crew out there. I do too. I hope so. 
I hope so. so we'll see how smart they are now. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, Niblets <laughs> and Chuck. Just Niblets and Chuck today. All right. Well, that's really? why the quality was so high today. Yeah, damn, you're right, man. The intellectuals I thought are here. They were, yeah. The intellectuals it was it's smart day. Intellectual Thursday domination smart day. day. There you go. There you go. Um, thank you, everybody, for participating. We love and appreciate you for listening and watching. Uh, thank you for your patience uh, with the last two days of not having a show. And everyone, I really, really appreciate all your well wishes for my family. Uh, it means a lot, and it means that we have a really cool community. So that makes me very happy. If you are watching on YouTube, please smash the thumbs up and uh smash it like joe showing you right now smash 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 and uh be sure to click the little bell after you subscribe so that you get notified of um new episodes when they come out euphoric says saved you from my usual crap we love your crap euphoric <laughs> we love your crap if you're listening on spotify or apple podcast take two seconds please right now go to spotify or go to apple search for mission DeFi feed or DeFi lunch and then subscribe rate and review us please it will help us get more people coming in to tell us they're alpha you want more alpha i know you want more alpha so just who doesn't just want it. alpha every day you listen to our show and you hear me say the same thing and you think yeah you know i'll do that when i get home i'll do that when I... and then it, it's not the most important thing in the world i get it you got a home you see the wife and the kids and you eat your dinner and you know you have your ice cream with magic shell and pet the dog and then suddenly we're not important anymore i understand i get it but you know set a little bell a little reminder on your phone right now get in there and rate review subscribe yeah stop being so selfish <laughs> <laughs> that too that too that too oh nibble said Moonbase alpha space 1999 reference oh yeah I yeah don't I, I don't know anything about that I'm not that old. Space 1999. I remember that. Wasn't that like in the 70s or something? I mean, I don't know. I would guess. I so mean, if I, they I were see, doing I, stuff in the. If they were yeah, doing 1999. Stuff in the future, damn, I thought I was yeah. older than Niblets. Moonbase yeah, Alpha no. is a video game that provides a realistic simulation of life on a natural satellite based on potentially moon-based programs. It was made by the Army Game Studio, developers of America's Army and Virtual Heroes, Inc., in conjunction with the NASA Learning Technologies. Wow. There you go. We can check that out. No, but it says release date was 2010. There must be another Moonbase Alpha re reference. Oh, here we go. Yeah. It's the main location for Space 1999. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it looks like it was a TV show. Space yeah. 1999. I never caught that. Was that one? I bet they put that one out when Star Trek was making money and everybody was like, fuck. I should remember it being, it was a British show, if I'm not mistaken. And oh. so you didn't, you would get a little bit of that stuff. Maybe I'm. PBS or the local channels back then. This is, you know, pre-cable days, kids. 83 and, um, to 90. Oh, no, that was the build no. date. No, 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 no. That was the oh. build date for actual. Oh, this is the Space 1999 wiki. I have made it <laughs> into niche hell. I'm in the Space 1999 wiki. Okay. I, I Yeah, I think what was weird is that Right around that time period, wasn't that when Battlestar Galactica was out? I'm, I'm Star Wars came out in 76, I believe. Battlestar Galactica, or maybe it was 78, I can't remember. But, um, you know, and those had a lot of action. I think Space 1999 was kind of, you know, a little bit drier at that point. 
you know, 19, the American and you audience. called it 1975 really? to 1977. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. And, um, but, but it was still a cool show. I mean, what were the other ones around then? Yeah. Oh, like, and listen to the first episode, nuclear waste set in the year 1999, nuclear waste stored on the moon's far side explodes, knocking the moon out of orbit and sending it as well as 311 inhabitants of moon base alpha hurtling uncontrollably into space. Yeah, I don't remember it very well. Wow. Um, wow. But yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an interesting <laughs> show. But if I remember right too, wasn't that right around when like Monty Python and uh, no, the Ab Fab and um, Benny Hill and all those th- comedies were out, all the British stuff yeah. that was coming into the American airwaves. Um, I wonder if you can watch it anywhere. Or the old, uh, what was that one? The Saint. I remember that one too. Um, I'm sure it's got to be on Netflix or YouTube or somewhere. You can rent it on Amazon Prime Video. It's on Crackle, Mm. Fubo. Oh, it's all over the place. Oh, it's Fubo. Okay. Shout Factory TV is the only one with both seasons. Whatever Shout Factory. Mm. Peacock has it for one season free. Oh, man. I guess that second. Well, we know what you're doing the rest of the day. <laughs> no. What I'm doing the rest of yes. the day is digging out of all the fucking work I haven't done. I know I got a ton of admin stuff too. Oh, hey, by the way, I did. Um, what was it? What was I thinking? Of? Oh shit, I spaced on it, man. But uh, it was a conference somewhere where? Oh, the uh, East Denver conference. Oh, I'm going to East Denver. The same here. I just you got were- invited <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Nice. Nice. It was the Waxham people, you know. Who? So, you oh, know the, oh, really? the PR group Waxman. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I'll see you there. I'll see you there. <laughs> well, let me know what your travel plans are, and uh, we can at least rig up on the way out there and stuff. So first through the fifth, I just put in for uh, getting access to their podcast desk. Ten a.m. on Thursday. Oh, good. So hopefully we'll get it. We'll see. Yeah, no, they seem pretty. Um, who are you dealing with? I'm dealing with Brianna. Oh no, no, I'm dealing with just the the website. I don't know. Oh, okay, all right. They sent an email um, to but, me and said, "Do you need a yeah. podcast room?" Yeah, they'll be very helpful. Um, there was something else. Yeah, I think I'm doing like the second through the sixth, um, and then going from there out to Palm Springs for a while. Um, okay, I'm flying then, in the uh, first. By, all right, you can get the lay the groundwork for us. Yeah, wife's coming because we got uh, oh, nice. we have free companion tickets because we wrecked up so many points in uh, Southwest. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That'll be good. A little vacation for her. Yeah, you know. Two weeks later, I'm going on spring break there. So. Back and forth, huh? Maybe just rent a place for a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's what I do. Have, have your kids like Stay to go there. back to remote schooling. Yeah. <laughs> Off the slopes, you know. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it Hi, up. Buddy. Hey, everybody. Thanks. Have a great one, Joe. Have a great afternoon. You too, man. All right. Give my best to your wife and mother-in-law. All right.